Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. This podcast is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and helping one another. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. Today, I want to talk to you about a deal I closed on in early 2021. This is another adaptive reuse property that we purchased, but I, I want to talk about the whole process of the deal because I think it'll, it'll add a lot of value. You know, I get asked a lot about uh, how I look at deals, how do I find deals. So I'm going to talk about that here. We found out about this deal while we were out to dinner with our broker celebrating a property we closed on at the end of 2020. And we, we had a delicious seafood tower, steaks, a good bottle of wine or two. And uh, I asked if he had something, anything coming down the pipeline, you know, as, as I always do when I'm talking to a broker. And he mentioned this deal in Tucson. It was student housing. And he really didn't think we'd be interested in it because he, he wasn't selling us on it, which is which is rare for him and rare for any broker, quite frankly, because every deal looks great to them. That the ones that they're selling. But uh, what intrigued me about this deal was uh, the price point, uh, the size of the units, which were big, and the amount of units in total. It was, it was right in our, um, our our sweet spot. And we had been successful in, in Tucson and knew the market very well. So I thought it had a lot of potential. That's a beauty when you, when you focus on a few markets, you could be experts in those markets and, and jump quickly on a deal if it makes sense. So we, we told him to send us the information, which he did right away. And we went back to our hotel room and started underwriting it. You know, the very next morning, we toured the property, called the broker and told him we were in and submitted an offer. The next day, we were on the phone already with the seller who wanted to make sure we understood his terms. And his terms were he, he wanted to close in 45 days. He was, he was in a rush to sell this property. And 45 days, that would be our quickest close ever by far. And we still had a lot of work cut out for us because we needed to make sure we could change the use from, from student housing to multifamily, do all the due diligence, get the PPM docs done, get a loan in time, raise the money and everything else that needs to happen to close a deal. I think we asked for 48 hours to see if we could pull this off. You know, this was going to be all hands on deck. And if I didn't have a team I could trust and rely on, it would have been hard to pull off. We called the, the city, zoning attorneys, architects, anyone and everyone that could possibly help us lead us to the right person uh, to get more information on what we we're trying to pull off on the property. 
And before we took any investor money, we needed to make sure we could change the use from student housing to multifamily. Poured over the title information and found out that the property used to be multifamily, which was great. It wasn't a change in zoning. We were just uh, changing the use, which is a, a minor process. Not It's not a, a huge undertaking. So we, uh, we worked with a recommended zoning attorney who was available to jump on this right away. His timing was of the essence to close the deal on time. A lot of times you're in a rush and your attorney doesn't, is, isn't on the same timeline or, or anyone else. So it was, it was great that she made the time and prioritized this for us. We talked to a lender that we thought could close on time and, and that would be open to this kind of deal as well. It's a local bank that we had worked with before. So, so that helps. You know, having those relationships, you're you're able to get things done much faster and they're more likely to do something with you. So that's why it's so important to go back to the vendors that you're already using. It makes life a lot easier. You know, not every lender would would take on this deal, but this lender said they would be able to do it and be able to close on time and gave us terms that we thought were very reasonable. We felt comfortable enough to move forward. And, and let the broker know that we could close in 45 days and, and we were off to the races. Our zoning attorney put together a memo for the city to explain our findings and what we wanted to do. They addressed that the, the parking requirement shouldn't change as nothing was changing except the use. And the city agreed with our findings and they signed it all in under three weeks of starting this process. And then the parking thing is a big thing because with student housing, you have a you have a lot less requirement for parking, but uh, we ha- we had enough spaces per per units, and, and again, that was a mo- a moot point based on our argument. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you thirty percent in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Now, the agreement with the city wasn't ironclad, but it gave us enough confidence to raise money and move move forward with the deal. We had the, the webinar literally the next night once we got that green light from the city, as we had already scheduled things ahead of time to keep things moving in the right direction with the hopes that everything was going to work out. If we waited to schedule it after we, we heard from the city, we, we never would have gotten the deal done in time. So we just kept things moving in the right direction. And if we had to press pause on anything, even, even if it was for a few days, then then we could we could do that and we would do that. And if we had to walk away from the deal, then 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 you have to do that, quite honestly. You know, that was an option, but one that we didn't that we hope we wouldn't have to to do based on you know all the hard work that we we're putting into. But it happens sometimes. Sometimes you, you have to walk away from a deal. It doesn't work out. But thankfully, this wasn't the case. We raised the money and got the deal done in 45 days, which I was super proud of. But obviously, we still had a, a lot of work to do. That, you know, that's when the real work starts, when you, when you take over a property. We continued working with the city on our phase one of the project, which was having them officially sign off on the change of use, which uh, they finally did two and a half months later after we took over the property. There was some time spent figuring out what we needed to do from a paperwork side of things between our zoning attorney and the city. But once that was finally figured out, the city signed off on it and we were on to phase two, which is trying to get approval to divide some of the the bigger units to smaller units. Um, There's a number of, of four beds and two baths apartments, which 
we really don't need, we have plenty of th uh, three bed apartments too. So we can maximize our NOI by turning those units into a, a two plus one and a one plus one. We didn't have to kind of take down walls and whatnot. It's, it's a relatively easy process the way it's laid out, but put a wall kind of in between. We to move, uh, change one bedroom into a, a, a kitchen area. So even though we are losing one bedroom, we would lose one bedroom on a number of these four bedroom units. Overall, our income would go up because we had an extra bedroom, an extra unit to rent. But this phase is a lot more complicated. We need to do uh, an IPP, an individual parking plan for the property. So we hired an engineer uh, that was recommended by our zoning attorney who did an assessment of the parking demand and supply for the property. And you know, there's ample street parking, there's a bus stop right on the corner of the property, and we can add bike racks on our property as well for our residents to get the uh, IPP passed. But this has to be a continued story as this is where we are right now, as we are close to submitting to the city for our, for our phase two. However, meanwhile, on our site, we've done a, a really good job getting units ready, leased up, pre-leased before we had our big... Uh, big changeover at the end of the July. That's when the student leases were up. So lots of planning took place to get there. And that started well before we took over the property as we knew this was a huge undertaking. We laid out our plan in Excel and made sure everyone knew what we wanted to accomplish. And we, we talked about it at all of our weekly meetings. We invested in extra maintenance staff and a leasing agent so that we could accomplish our goals. We knew we'd, we'd scale the staff back once we got over this hurdle of turnover at the end of July. And obviously that investment has paid off. Now we have you know, leases that all don't expire at the same time anymore because we did some shorter and, uh, and longer leases. We outperformed our performer every month so far, which I'm, I'm grateful for, yet I know we can do better. We still have some units to lease up and some other items that kind of been brushed aside that we need to attend to. You know, we're always going to continue to push as we want to constantly improve. And, and that's really important with asset management, that constant improvement cycle. I hope this was valuable as that's a wrap for this episode. If you'd like to get our newsletter and keep up to date on this project and future projects, be sure to head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our free passive investors guide. You can also fill out our investor application there and schedule a call with me. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And if you like this episode, be sure to head over to iTunes and Stitcher and like, subscribe, and leave a review for this podcast and help us grow our audience. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. 